Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Preseason week two begins tonight. Thursday night football, you get the Patriots and the Eagles at the link in Philadelphia, 7.30, as the second week of the preseason then gets underway. Fly, Eagles, fly. After that, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key, and we go to the Goodyear Hotline, and we are joined by Troy Vincent, NFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations. Troy, good morning. And former Philadelphia Eagle fly, Eagle That's fly. right, yeah. Yes, good morning, and I've been looking forward to this. I love you all show. This is on my bucket list. I want to come in studio, though. Well, yeah. I want to come in studio. Yes, it's on my bucket list. Alan, you are a tremendous compliment. I love when you pick at key about those Clippers. (laughs) I absolutely love it. I'm not worried about the Clippers, though, Troy. It's more about the Lakers in L.A. I'd be more worried about the Lakers yeah. and the uh, the age. Are they going to stay awake that late to play a game? That's the question. It's a very and, old And, thing. Alan, don't let Key talk you out of loving the Knicks and the Nets. Oh, that, I, well, We know it's the mecca of basketball. But thanks for having me, gentlemen. I appreciate yeah. you having me on. Half of that I will certainly I will love. The other half <laughs> I can only just appreciate. But, but it's just great to have you. And, again, open invitation. I mean, the door is open. You can come in anytime you want. Um, but while we have you, let's let's discuss stuff about this coming season. And that includes a point of emphasis that's kind of interesting is that taunting became a point of emphasis that the league is is uh, looking at for this year. W- why did you feel like why did the league feel like this is something necessary to look at for this coming season? Well, not a new I think it's important to note, not a new rule change. Mm-hmm. So the taunting key, this, this same rule was in place during our era. Yes. The coaches. Players Association, this was this and replay was the most talked about discussion in, inside of our points of emphasis going into the to the regular season. Why? It's really to prevent what could happen that becomes just not what we want in the sport. Frankly, from a visual standpoint, it doesn't represent sportsmanship. So the coaches came and they did not back off that this is leading to, obviously, penalties. And we're not trying to be ticky-tacky. So in preseason, think about a couple years back, you saw the holding flag. You throw the fabric in preseason. Why? The coaches and the players can adjust. So when we get to regular season, you can make the proper adjustment, but not a new rule by no stretch of the imagination. But the coaches wanted to make sure that this doesn't escalate to something that's unnecessary, that a cost of player being ejected, well, frankly, that precious field position during a critical part of the game. So, Troy, why why would the uh, co-owner, John Mayer of the Giants, say that uh, he's sick and tired of the talking by the players on the field? Like, what did you make of him feeling like he needed to say that? He's on the competition committee, too. So, I would say, Keith, our process, as we watch the video – Anytime we want to dive into either a point of emphasis, when we look at the data, look at the analytics, and then let the video, because the video speaks, that that's really where our barometer begins and ends. You and I, those who play, we know what is crossing the line yes. and what is just good competitive play. And there were some things that we saw and we discussed as a committee where you just say, ah, we need to stay away from that, like a step over. 
And then when you get the step over, when they're grabbing their crotch, and then there's this this language just coming out. Yeah. You talk to the the officials after the game. It's just okay. Where's this balance of good sportsmanship, letting the guy have a, a natural response, but not taking it too far where it becomes personal, and now it's not a game anymore. It's 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 no longer it's a it becomes a blood sport. It becomes you know very personal and hero ball. So we just try and avoid that. So I would assume that that was uh, John's mayor's comment, and I saw Ron Rivera's. But again, the coaches, the competition committee, coaches subcommittee, they were adamant about, hey, let's clean this up. But we clean these things up in preseason. So basically, what you're saying, then, Troy, is they're not saying don't have fun and be competitive out there, but just not the extra unnecessary taunting that makes yeah, the not game a, you hit the it. shield it, it, look silly. No, and you're absolutely correct. That's what it is. You, we, we, you want, I mean, I think that's why the game is so beautiful. It's so great. The spontaneousness after a big play, there's this spontaneous reaction that you have. Yeah. Then there's some that we've seen that is calculated. And they go, okay, that's unnecessary. That's what we don't want. And we saw a couple years back, you know, the, the Cincinnati Pittsburgh game is a great example. It just begins and it builds up. And the next thing you know, you're on your show mm-hmm. talking about a brawl that is like, this is not good for the sport. So, again, as a former player, we want to have fun and we need to have fun. It's an exciting game, it's an emotional game. But there's just things that we just want to make sure that if we can prevent, let's prevent them. So Tyreek Hill throwing up the deuces in the Tampa Bay game going 80, <laughs> that's not an issue. No. Come okay. on. Okay. That's, you know, okay. yes. So it's a little yeah. more direct. It's a little more like if somebody's literally right in front of you. And one thing, and not to belabor it, but it's really good to get this full explanation because there have been a lot of reaction to it. Some some thoughts of like, I didn't really realize that taunting was still an issue in the NFL. But but just to make it clear, too, this is more about what's happening between players and not necessarily something like it doesn't look good on TV or, you know, we don't want the fans to see this kind of thing. This is less about what it looks like and more about what it can lead to, which is why you're doing that, right? Oh, correct. No question. Nothing. I mean, the, the television, that's a byproduct. It is what – and then you start getting into, you know, penalty call. There may be – say there's a fine assessed. You get into a hearing, and it's a he say, she say. It's a he called me this. Hmm. And then how do you debate? I didn't call you. And and these words are just – it just leads to just bad outcomes. So we just try – hey, play. Be competitive. I want to impose my will on you every snap, likewise. But we got to do it in in, in a manner that that represents true sportsmanship. So, Troy, now we see – only three preseason games being played this year. We're going to enter in the second week here shortly. Um, how how do you judge the the play so far? And what only three preseason games? What is preseason? It, it gets you to start it, the players that need the, that that game time, those reps, and that's those you know your draft picks, your unrestricted free agents. You know, your veterans, we've seen the veterans in the past. We just look at the way preseason has evolved in just the last decade. Less starters in particular, 
the quarterback and those key primary position, those stars, they haven't had a lot of reps. Why? The coach wants to bring those individuals into regular season healthy to give the team a chance to win. The three preseason games, to me, you still get a chance to look at. The talent evaluators still get a chance to get those individuals that needs to rep under the lights because we know there's a practice player and then there's a player that can show up under the, under the lights, under the pressure of, of game day. So, frankly, I like it. It falls into that window of a 20-game season. Um, and I would not be surprised if, if later on, if there's good results, uh, that's, that it goes into – you may one day see 18-2. and two. But I think it, it still allows players to showcase their talent, clubs to evaluate, and the fans to get a chance to see what potentially th- their team could be. Yeah, it's amazing, too, with preseason now. You're not really seeing starters anymore, or, or at least very little of them. So preseason is really more about filling out the rest of your roster. We're talking with Troy Vincent, Executive Vice President of Football Operations for the NFL, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, back to more things about the league in this season. Last year, obviously, as every sport did, playing through a pandemic and having to go week to week on a lot of different things, including potential outbreaks and, and positive tests uh, and positive results. Uh, with the vaccine now this year, there still is some pushback from some players uh, on protocols for vaccinated versus unvaccinated players. So what led the league to these policies for un- unvaccinated players? And, and also, how will you handle outbreaks going forward uh, within teams and, and maybe even potential for forfeits this season? Well, we learned so much last year, Alan, and I'm so thankful that it was it was a team effort. The Players Association starts up top at leadership with both uh, D and, and Commissioner Goodell, um, Dr. Mayor, Dr. Seals, and, and the collective efforts with the team, J.C. Treader, just tremendous leadership on being flexible and us learning what was happening in society with our medical experts. By about week four, week five, I felt like we found a really good rhythm of the protocols that were developed and modified. We had a system where we were able to identify, isolate, and then contain potential outbreak or the virus. Then we were able to schedule. So I felt like once we found that rhythm with the contact tracing, being able to pull players in and out so that it doesn't create a a greater spread, it gave us the opportunity to complete a full season of 256 games. Last year, we did not have an option of vaccination. And we look at, as of, I think, Monday, we were approximately about 92% of players were fully vaccinated. So, what, you know, what does that mean? You know, so unlike last year where we didn't, we, we didn't have a vaccine, there, there was no other alternatives. We've, we know that testing does not keep us safe. Vaccination alone, with the behavior of protocols of still wearing masks, physical distancing, the combination of the three work. Now, for those that are not vaccinated, you fall into last year's protocol. Daily testing, testing during bye week. Those, and we don't talk about it often, but those players who ha- maybe had questions, they had an opportunity to opt out this season. So vaccinations are intended to prevent uh, severe illnesses. That's a fact. I mean, the, the studies show that it's, it's proven that they don't prevent positive tests. So 
we we we're, we're all in this together. We got to be flexible, but there's different set of rules. But this applies for everyone: the coach, the player, myself. If you're vaccinated, you fall into one category. You're unvaccinated, you fall into another. And I I, I credit again, I credit leadership. I mean, that's just where we have to be if we want to complete 272 games in 18 weeks. The protocols, the flexibility, they got us through a successful season last year, and we expect the same thing this year. Troy, what what do you say to those players that feel like there's some underlying pressure to get vaccinated because they may not believe in the same science that you and I and some of the owners and other players believe in, but they feel like if they don't do it, they're going to be out of job opposed to doing it. And that I get that question all the time. Again, a personal decision. Uh, myself, I use myself as a, an example. My wife and I, we we went out, and you're just going to have a group, a subset of, of players. It doesn't matter what the topic is that are just not going to make the decision. I, I just I take this as an example. There was a time in our system where players did not want to participate in a two-for-one 401K. They just didn't want to do it. They put in the dollar, the you club puts I in $2. That. What? And, and, and I look today yeah. with vaccinations, we got a serious health issue. We just got to keep educating, respect their rights, but we realize that that's that you're going to have some to just make the choice not to. Yeah. I will – Participate in the two for one four oh one K if you'd let me, Troy. I kinda like that idea for sure. And I use it as a parallel because no, even that when you're telling a player, you put in ten thousand, they put in twenty thousand. <laughs> no, uh uh-uh. uh. I ain't doing it. Somebody's taking my money. Are you kidding me? Stop. I don't mean Stop. I don't mean I don't mean to laugh about it though. But Troy Troy telling the truth though. You sit back and you be like, huh? <laughs> like it's the truth. Yeah. Well it just doesn't make you know, so yeah. but you but you educate, 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 educate them. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to keep educating. Okay. Hey, Troy, great to catch up with you. Great insight, of course. Oh, Thanks so much. Please have me on. I want to come. I Doors on my open. bucket lift. My kids would love to see me on camera with you, too. All right, man. That's great. <laughs> All right. All right, Troy Vincent again, Executive right. Vice President of Football Operations on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by DoorDash. It's the summer of Dash Pass, and members are getting $10 off groceries, alcohol, and pet food. Because summer, try Dash Pass for free and get your year-round savings, exclusive menu items, and zero delivery fees now in the DoorDash app. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's take a few minutes here, Key, to talk about a story that you know is circulating in the NBA that we did talk, I did mention on SportsCenter uh, that just want to go a little bit deeper in so we could hear it, actually. This is, again, KD, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green, who were teammates in Golden State, had a falling out, had that... Um, very public argument on the court, happened in the locker room as well, got real ugly to a point where Steve Kerr uh, decided that they had to do something, and they ended up suspending Draymond Green, and it caused a rift with that team. Now, we know how that season ended. KD with an injury and then eventually leaving. They don't win the championship, and he leaves for Brooklyn. Now, Draymond and KD are teammates in the Olympics. They won gold with the U.S. They were in Tokyo there. So was Steve Kerr, by the way. But they uh, got together for a podcast, Chips on uh, Bleacher Report. Draymond Green was the host. And they both discussed what led to the breakup of the Warriors dynasty. 
it wasn't the argument. It was the the way that everybody, Steve Kerr, act like it didn't happen. Bob Myers and tried to just discipline you and think that that would put the mask over everything. I really felt like that was such a big situation for us as a group. The first time we went through something like that, we had to get that all out. I said, the only person that can make this right is me and Kay. And there's nothing that y'all can do and y'all are going to this up. And in my opinion, they it up. I think so too. Are they lacking accountability here, Key, or do they have do they have a point that maybe the coaches, everybody should have stayed out of the way and just let them figure it out. It might have brought them closer together, and maybe they're still together winning championships. That, that could be – I mean, that's how they feel. They, it came out their mouth. Yeah. I mean, they would know. They were there firsthand. I mean, you get into confrontations with teammates all the time when you win the championships. I don't know a championship team that don't have issues. Everybody that wins championships, all the teams got some issues somewhere. I mean, literally. So when you look at it and you're hearing them say this, if I remember correctly, Draymond got suspended for a game or two, right? If I remember correctly. Suspended for a game. Yeah. For from the team. For that, because it it happened in the huddle. I understand that. But if you you just stay out, you didn't have to do that. Just stay out of that and let them. Figure it out. Because what you did is now you basically push Draymond against KD by suspending him because he said whatever he said. And KD is grown and old enough to handle it himself. So that's what I'm learning from them, watching them communicate with each other. And they, you know, and you remember work what, itself out. Remember what was at the foundation of it, too. So, so it was a trip. Early in the season, the, the Warriors made a trip to New York, yeah. playing the Knicks. Somebody put a billboard up uh, on 7th Avenue, and it was the idea of trying to get KD to come to the Knicks as a free uh-huh. agent. Remember, that was the big story that yep. year. He was going into free agency, and the Knicks were hot on the, on the trail. So and he talked about how billboards aren't going to aren't going to bring me here, but he did talk all about how much he loved New York and yeah. he loved the, you know, this the vibe, the basketball vibe, and how it was, and you know, he was very happy about it. They won, they won that game, but from that point forward, the next couple of games, it just felt like, are you with us? Like you're talking so much about your free agency, there's so much about that going on, but we're trying to win a championship. Are you with us? And I think Dre was trying to get in his face about it like hey we need you locked in are you with us and that caused some friction they had to have it out and so it starts with that and then it boiled over into because it's a lot of emotion with Draymond of course yeah but and it turned emotion. into what it turned into and then and then from that point forward it just seemed like KD was on this I, I want to stay no I got to get out of here I want to say I want to get out of here he went through a lot that season well before the Achilles issue yeah but but you you got to think about from KD's standpoint how he's thinking he's being looked at and treated not only by the organization but people on the outside that really don't even know remember, he what's never going felt on like, in the organization. Remember, he always felt like the outsider of the big three because he joined them after they'd already won a championship. So remember, I, don't know, I don't know if he felt that way or people felt that way about him. Both. You know? Yeah. I don't know that he felt that way. Okay. Well, Because they was all cool. That's, how, that's no, one they, of the reasons. That's the that's thing. They were. That's one of the reasons he got there yeah. and went there. It's because everybody was cool. Well, who's the guy that recruited him? Draymond Green. It was Dre and and, and Steph. Yes. So they were okay. I understand what they both were saying about management getting involved in somebody else's business. We cool here. Stay out of ours. I don't need you talking to me and my dude. If we going to curse each other out, that's how we handle it on the floor. I don't need y'all getting into the mess. And then they suspend another guy. They suspend Draymond. Now it looks like. They taking KD's side, 
you know, it, it, KD. Well, looks they were less. so worried about upsetting KD, but they didn't want him to just leave. Stay out of it. See, have you ever been through that? Have you ever been in a situation where you went to a coach or, or a GM and just said, "No, let, let, let the play. We'll figure. No. We'll get this done." No, I've never. You never no, had never, to. I never really exactly. I never had to, but we had issues on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. That's right. You said they had a big ego team. We had a lot of egos. Yeah. But our Rich McKay didn't. You know, Rich McKay wasn't like. Telling Warren Sapp to be quiet and Keyshawn be quiet, or it was it's like oh well they'll, they'll figure, they'll it, figure out. it out. Yeah, they were so worried about losing Durant to free agency because all the remember all the whispers were that he was going to leave, and again some people really thought it was they, everybody predicted it would be New York. It was it was Brooklyn, so he did end up leaving. But they I think they were so worried about losing him that they were like doing whatever it took to make him happy, and that but at the was same time it felt like you alienated yeah. The other people. Yeah. And then he probably felt like, you know what, I don't even want to deal with this because y'all now have basically separated us and got them looking at me sideways like I got frogs on my face and all I'm trying <laughs> to do is win games. Isn't it something if you think about it? They just could, stay out of it. They could have stayed together. Yeah, just stay out of now, it. Now, the injury still happens. Clay's injury still happens. Yeah. So they miss a year. But you still got them back. for. But then you get this- Kevin back this year, though. Yeah. And the Warriors with Steph and Dre and uh, Kevin. Many, many things, you know, you can look at a lot of different ways. That's that they could what if still... Kevin never never left, Yeah, but he got injured, he comes back, and now all of a sudden, instead of Clay trying to rush back, he mm-hmm. takes a little extra time, and therefore his ACL doesn't buckle based oh, on, man. you know, I mean his uh, Achilles the doesn't Achilles, snap right. based on his ACL because he's chilling because they know that they got help from Durant. I mean you can look at it a lot of different ways. All this happened because Bob Myers and Steve Kerr just didn't stay out according of the way. According to well, of course, Draymond and KD, we'll and ne- they were there, so they know. We'll never know just how how much more that dynasty could have been. Amazing. Yeah, right? I can't wait for Steve Kerr to chime in next well what's awkward is that the two of them so i think kd and dre were, were on obviously the gold yeah. medal team well steve kerr was a coach on that team well too, this so. happened after that though. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But come on you're there i mean you don't think it ever came up or was that's yeah, been something told, awkward they probably told him you know because you usually as a player if you see steve kerr and y'all together yeah. you will say something to him like at dinner you you'd be like left, man left you, us alone you see we could have been winning eight more but you trying to be smarty pants yeah you're a gold state warriors fan how you feeling about that story Right now. Coming up next, one NFL coach might be on the hot seat this season, but nobody's talking about him. We will discuss that and tell you who that coach is after Key has this from O'Reilly. Nice, smooth, and clean. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. They offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online at O'ReillyAuto.com and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Then even they'll bring it curbside to you. You don't have to worry about it. It comes curbside. Or you can choose to have your parts delivered right to your front door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Get your auto parts quickly with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com today. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, is the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. This is Scott Van Pelt, and I'm ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ready. This is Stanford Steve, and I'm ready. This is the Bear, and I'm ready. 
football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Joe Burrow not expected to play in the preseason again, coming back from the ACL injury from last year off his rookie season. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline to talk more about the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's go to one of the all-time greats, Anthony Munoz, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline, the Hall of Famer. Good morning. Gentlemen, how you doing today? Good, man. How you doing, Trojan? I am doing great. Fight on key. I tell you what, got to get our boys turned around. I'm I'm in Cincinnati, but still watch closely, man. I'm waiting for that uh, that uh, top five ranking in that championship game again. It's been too long for my boy. You know, our boys there in L.A. So. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been a long good, time. Good being with you guys. Yes, sir. What, what, let me ask you this, Anthony. What are the expectations in Cincinnati this year for the Bengals? Well, it depends who you talk to. Uh, you know, for mm-hmm. me, I, I'm looking for 10 wins. I think, uh, you know, I've seen them in camp. I've seen did a preseason game last week. Um you know, I think it's time. I think it's time. You look at the roster since Zach Taylor took over, very few guys uh, left from the, the last regime. I think, uh, you know, now it's time. You got your team. You got your guys. I think they are loaded with talent. Uh, you know, again, uh, I think they can do some pretty good things this year. So I think everyone's pretty optimistic about it, cautiously optimistic. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's, um, we'll wait and see. But you know, they got a tough schedule. But, again, I think they have the the horses to to be able to pull off a pretty good season. Now, Joe Burrow, obviously, coming back off an ACL uh, injury in in his second year now, is is there cause for concern about the way, how fast he's coming back and the lack of 
a strong offensive line to protect him? Well, the first thing, you know, as far as coming back, uh, you know, again, I've been out really long. You've been out long, but I've been out really long. <laughs> and, uh, you know, technology and rehabilitation is coming back so quick. You know, you look at him and you have their offensive center, Trey Hopkins, who's even coming back quicker, and he's been going full speed of practice looking good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's there's always a little concern when somebody's coming back from an ACL. But when you have uh, you have guys like, you know, Joe Burrow, whose work ethic is just amazing. Uh, you know, I think the it's always a concern when you get your – especially your quarterback back in there. And, uh, you know, so I've not heard a whole lot of that. I've been to camp. Uh, your second uh, thing about the offensive line, uh, you know, I was a big, you know, draft the tackle in the first with the first pick. They got Jamar Chase as, you know, wide receiver like yourself, key uh, impact player. Uh, I, I wanted them to take either, uh, you know, the kid at Oregon Sewell or uh, Panay Sewell or another tackle, but they didn't. But the thing that I am excited about, and I've seen it firsthand, and you look at Joe Mixon's best year three years ago, their offensive line coach was Frank Pollock. Uh, Frank is excellent technically, and I'm a guy that was taught all 13 years by one of the best technicians uh, to ever coach in the NFL, Jim McNally. Not only is Frank Pollock an excellent technique kid, teacher, but he gets in your face. He, you know, he played in the league eight years. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's he's been through it. He knows what it takes to win. So I think the guys have the respect, and they have some guys. They they signed Riley Reef from the Vikings, who's had a pretty good career so far. Jonah Williams is trending forward. Keep him healthy. He's got some young guys I think he can develop, and that's what I'm baking on. You know, we got spoiled when I was playing. We had a line coach that could take low-round picks guys and develop them, and I think that's what's going to have to happen. I think that's happening. The whole attitude's changed. Again, they haven't played a regular season game yet, but the offensive line is the one group where, you know, we used to say, you know, leading up to a game, if the coach depended on a, a guy or position, we'd say, the hat is on you, Anthony. you got to block that defensive end. Defensive line, the hat is on you. you got to get to the quarterback. There's no doubt the hat is on the offensive line, and they know it, and they've been working that way. So uh, I think, uh, with again, I think a key – and I'm one that I all due respect. I love head coaches. They get all the credit. But to me, the guys that are so underrated and should get more recognition are the assistant coaches. Mm -hmm. Those are the guys that develop us to get out there and perform on Sunday. And I believe Frank Pollock's the right guy. Hey, those are the teachers already. A lot of uh, rave reviews from, from the players about Pollock and his impact already uh, in training camp. We're talking with the Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz right now on the Goodyear hotline about the Bengals. And so when you, you talk about coaching, we've got to talk about Zach Taylor. He's 6'25 and 1 so far in his first two seasons. And you do have that expectation. You said maybe as much as 10 wins for this team and what will be now a 17 game season is there a lot of pressure on him would he be somebody that would be on the hot seat you know you would think so in this league we all know you don't win and you're on the hot seat um you know this is his you know he's early in his career but i i would think it is you know i would think uh, he is on the hot seat because he has his own guys now you know i mentioned very few guys from the uh the last regime are still here he's built his guys the guys he wants uh but then you know the history here uh, head coaches have a tendency to last a little longer than other places, uh, you know, regardless to, to how well or how badly or how well they're doing. So, um, and maybe with a, a little change in management, you know, you have, you know, Katie and, and Troy Blackburn, I think, taking a little more control. Mike Brown's still there, but uh, maybe their attitudes are a little different with, uh, you know, getting rid of guys a little sooner. So, but I, I would have a tendency, you know, with the, 
the you know expectations of the community, the fans, that that might put a little pre- more pressure on them. How much has that has the offensive line position changed since you played? I'm not going to say it. I know you already said it. it's been a long time since you played technology. Everything else has changed, but has the position yeah. changed that much? Would when you watch it, do you say to yourself, "I'd still be able to do the same things," or is it a much different position now? You know what? You know the game has changed: bigger, faster, stronger, and that's what's happened on the offensive line. There's no doubt. Guys are bigger, faster, and stronger. But when it's all said and done, the game comes down to the same thing. Fundamentally sound offensive linemen. I mean, I, I look at it. I watch the game. I'm not one that says, you know, oh, this here or there. I'm just looking at what's going on. And, you know, I watch the guys that are coaching. I watch the players and what they're doing and what gets guys in trouble, what gives guys success on that level. And it's still basic fundamentals. You still got to you know, be able to pass block, but then – Third and one, second and one, you got to be able to put your hand on the ground and knock people off the football. And you look at teams that year after year win Super Bowls, and sure, especially nowadays, they're throwing the ball all over the place, you know, but they still can run the football. When they need to, and they have to, they're going to knock you off the football. So, yeah, it's changed somewhat. Defenses have changed a lot as far as strategy. But for offensive linemen, you still have to be technically sound and be able to – I right, even the game today. I've been out 28 years. Even the game today, I'll take a guy that might not be as fast, athletic, but he's more technically sound. I'm going to take that guy because he knows his angles. He, you know, he's very com, you know, competent. He's really confident in what he's doing. So uh, yeah, it's and that's again getting back to the excitement I have for this offensive line. Frank Pollock is a guy that, it, you know, Frank's uh, mantra is master the mundane. And I tell people, when I was playing, even now, you got to work on your step after step, week after week, and it doesn't matter what year you're in. You're still learning. You're still, you know, working on your craft. And, and uh, so that's that's the consistent part about offensive line is you still have to master the mundane. One of the best to ever do it, Anthony Munoz. Thank you so much for joining us. Great stuff. Fight on. Hey, guys. Hey, fight on, man. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right. You got it. Anthony Munoz on the Goodyear Hotline, the Hall of Famer. All right, coming up next, call the roulette, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your hot takes, your questions, the topics, all of that. Coming up next, KJZ, ESPN Radio, and on ESPN News. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, yes, the lines are filled. In fact, yes, that is he great. tried to prank call our control room by getting into caller roulette. You got a which, busy signal. That's a good sign. You called me. No, I called you <laughs> afterwards. I tried to call the control room first and say I'm Dave from up north. You would just say up north? Yeah. Mm. What would be the question? Yeah, no, the voice is hysterical, but what would be your, what would I don't be your know, question? I don't know what I would up with ask. Something? I don't know what I would ask. I think Mac Jones should start right away. Like, he'd come <laughs> up with something like that. Do you want to go complaint department yeah, before we to, get to I call? Yeah, I need to hear one or two today, people that don't agree with us. Okay, so today uh, Key came up with his trios. Now, yes, they were the duos. Today's the trios. It's... Uh, offensive trios on each team, and it adds the quarterback. So mm. the list, of course, looks a little bit different when you add quarterbacks. And who's not on the list is always part of the complaints. So Brian tweets, Keyshawn, and all caps, you <laughs> are the biggest Bills Josh Allen hater at ESPN on everything. It's glaring. Don't ever claim otherwise again. Hater, why? Because he's not on the trio he, list? Apparently, he uh There's no trio. And uh, what would somebody say? It was uh, Beasley. Is, be. it, <laughs> man, let me stop. Is, is Beasley better than <laughs> any of the receivers that's in the top I'm six? Just, I'm telling you. Is well, he better than uh, A.J. Brown? I Cooper, know what he wanted. Uh, Here's the trio stop. he wanted. He wanted Josh Allen, the quarterback. Okay. Stephon Diggs, the wide receiver. Okay. Josh Allen, the running back. That's the trio. Uh, that's well, what he it wants. Doesn't, and I'm not a Josh Allen hater. Like, oh, you are the no, no. Oh God, you're stop. not just a hater. You're the biggest hater at ESPN. Really? Because I tell you that Josh Allen had a terrific MVP type season last mm. year. Prior to that, he just was okay. Till they got Stephon Diggs. You're the biggest. But I guess I'm the only guy that noticed hater. that in all of football. Biggest hater. <laughs> to the calls we go. Spin it. Line three. Hey, guys, this is Chris, Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Chris. Hot take. Washington football team wins 12 games this year. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws for almost 4,500 yards, (laughs) and Chase Young will be a candidate for defensive player of the year. That part I can believe. All that you said was great until you start talking about 4,500 yards. Yeah. If Ryan Fitzpatrick is throwing that much – probably not. I don't think Ron Rivera wants that. No, Ron Ron Rivera, Fitzy would love that. And that means that yeah. well, I mean, something I guess really could, bad happened to your backfield. I guess he could have one of those magical run seasons. I, I, he could. Uh, Don't see it. But, but I'm could. not sleeping on that team, though, especially with that I defense. Think I think Jason good, Young's got a chance yeah, to be I think very they're special. they're a good team. Spin it. Line six. Or not. Hey, it's Max from Cincinnati. Hey, Max. Key, I have a question to piggyback off of Anthony Munoz. How many wins do you think as a former player it would take for Zach Taylor to stay off of the hot seat? I personally think they have to win eight or nine. 
But with that being said, my hot take is they still win nine or ten games and sneak into that seventh playoff spot. Whoa! I think if they yeah. win, I think if they win six or seven, that's showing a lot of progress and big jump because he is only in his second year. He has six wins in two years. So yeah, yeah but if he gets six or seven, yeah, he, anything less than that, they probably gonna be Remember, talking about getting seven, him out of there. So that's like, especially that's, if Joe Burrow's healthy, and when you got Joe, still you got losses. Joe, you got Chase. I mean, but you're growing. You're getting better in the third year. I mean, you gotta let it. You gotta kind of let it yeah. grow a little bit. Yeah, especially him. He's still a young coach too. All right, spin it. Keep going. Call a roulette. KJZ ESPN Radio. Line one. Hey guys, this is Andrew in Albuquerque. Um, I was just wondering if the Chiefs' offensive line is a big concern going into this season, considering how they played in the Super Bowl and not making many corrections. Well, they really, they they really upgraded the interior. Yeah, well, it was it Major was a upgrades. concern this offseason. Yeah, but somebody got hurt recently, right in training camp. One of one of the guys, James, who James got hurt. Steele, our resident Chiefs fan, didn't one of the old linemen go down or something? James, wow. Um. I think one of really them. up on your team, James. Very oh, impressive. Sorry, I, I'm I'm lost because I'm here working. So you can't you, you so don't have recall. So as you can't a fan? just tell me as a wow. super fan of the Chiefs mm. if one of the old linemen something happened to one of the yeah. old linemen. Wait, so the most well, important hurt his knee early in preseason. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. That's that's what that's what I'm thinking. Let me tell you the most important. Like think about that's what I'm thinking. Area of concern for your team, James, and you need Mike Remmers. Mike Remmers that was banged up, and Lucas Niang is a right. Tackle now, even Google though. works fast. All right, roll it. I mean, honestly, just man. rattling stuff off. I don't know what you want to really, say. Really. I, I gotta pull just you trying to help, guys. Sorry. I don't, you're line five. I'm really disappointed in James. Yeah, this is Bobby in uh, Bobby? Ashley, Kentucky. And I'd like to ask Keyshawn uh, why he's always throwing shade on Kentucky football. We got the number one offensive line in the country. And we're, we've won our last three ball games, including Penn State. Wait, wait, hold on, man. Tech. Hold on. What's your name? <laughs> Bobby. Bobby. Bobby, when the last time we talked Kentucky football on this damn show? Like to even throw shade? You to even throw shade? You talking bad college? You was talking bad college football a couple times last week, and you said that that they uh, was like Kentucky; they were hopeless when you was talking about somebody else. Yeah, I don't, it, I don't live, think we were, live, were live, and more live. Yeah, was I even here? He said I was talking about Kentucky football. But the bar- I didn't even know Kentucky. Here we go. I didn't even know Kentucky had a football team. <laughs> All I hear about is the hoops. Like I didn't, what, did he, what is he talking about? I didn't talk about no Kentucky football. You understand, though, you just made it worse. I did that on purpose. Sensitive. I did it on purpose. <laughs> he said I talked about Kentucky. I'm, th- I'm always, is not I'm always throwing shade at Kentucky football. Like, always. All, like, Why are you always the when was best the last offensive time line we in talked college Kentucky football? football? Like, Stop. Didn't even know they had a football team. <laughs> like, come on. No, they were good a couple years ago. I know they were. Yeah. It's just funny that you would say that. Man, Let's try one more. Spin think it. Beanie Wells and those guys. Yeah, sure, Beanie. Live four. They got good bourbon. D- yes. They do. Hello? Hello. Yo, what hey. up? Hey. Hello. 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 Did you just <laughs> wanna, did you want to just call and breathe on the phone or something? Like, you come don't on, want, man. You don't no, he's line three. <laughs> Corey from New York. Hey, Corey. Oh gosh, Corey. Yes. Minnesota Vikings make the playoffs this year. That's a possibility. 
That's a possibility. It's such a treadmill team, man. You just really don't know. Are. You just don't know. I mean, you know, they retooled their defense again. Yeah. So we'll see. But they're, they're, they're at that point right now. They're on that treadmill. You don't know where they're going. Friday tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of the day, everybody.